Otakuology Podcast with Otaku Mike Engine Graves. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Otakuology Podcast. I'm your super villain slash co-host, Otaku Mike. With me as always is my sidekick, Jen Graves. How are you doing today, buddy? Am I a sidekick? (laughs) For this episode, yes, you are. Can we not be teammates? Fine, teammates. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I'm going to give our group a bad name, and uh, that's when we really will be villains. So, (laughs) profit. I have our our, our, uh, supervillain name already picked out. Or or our team name, I guess you could say. What is it? Uh, The Heterosexual Podcasters. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to leave the show today. You're gonna, you're gonna cover this one up by yourself. <laughs> Goodness, you could have picked a, a better one. It, that just popped into my head because I always say my heterosexual life hey, partner. We could al- we could always joke about. Uh, it's like our D and our made up D and D group one that we have. What was the, that? The beardy bards. Oh, I totally forgot that was a thing, but okay. I had, I had somebody joke about it with me the other day. I was like, eh. I forgot it was a thing. I don't even play <laughs> D&D, so okay. Yeah. But what are we covering today? Today, we are covering uh, a, something that's somewhat relevant, I guess you could say. Uh, a 2021 anime super crooks uh 13 episodes on netflix uh yeah it's a show about super villains who are crooks and they're super and and it took you it took you forever to watch this one it did take me forever to watch this one so it did it definitely did uh but a little uh info behind this series let me see if i can pull it up who did this was it studio bones who did this yeah studio bones produced this if you don't know who they are they did full metal alchemist and some other stuff that i can't remember off the top of my head uh so let me ask you this uh the uh, this is a not an original anime which i thought it was an original anime like going into it yeah like more like a cowboy bebop scenario where they just make something you know and i was like right off the bat i was like oh my god this is not an original anime this is i was like uh, because they show the superheroes at the beginning and i'm like this fucking looks like jupiter's legacy that's the that's the fucking utopian and i was like is this fucking in the (laughs) jupiter's legacy universe and i nobody just told me this and i was like oh okay we're we're dealing with the ad a comic book adaptation from Mark Millar. Super Crooks is a comic book, uh, <clears throat> and um, so I was I was I was very surprised and taken back by that aspects. Uh, 
because you know a lot of times uh american comic books and and the japanese manga anime fandom don't always mix well let let's be honest so i was i was very surprised by this because we've gotten several adaptations before uh we've gotten a lot of the marvel animes that are hit or miss sometimes you know we had the probably the most successful one to date which is probably the witchblade anime uh which yeah. kind of does its own thing from from the comic book you know but i was like oh okay this is gonna be interesting this is gonna be interesting and i i text you and i was like did you know this was a mark millar thing <laughs> and you're like i don't know who mark millar is and I, it's like did you know this was a based on an american comic book right and you're like I was like, I was like, what kind, what rock is Jen Graves been living under? <laughs> hey, buddy, hey, buddy. At least I watched this. It, it took you like six months to even be like, okay, I'll watch this. I will finally watch this. But it was kind of funny, like hearing all that, because I was like, after you started texting me that stuff, I was like, oh shit. I said Mike's gonna come into this and be like. Man, I love this part and this part and this part. Because, I mean, usually if it comes from a comic book and it's presented really well, then, yeah. then you usually rank it pretty high. So I was like, yeah. after you said that, I was like, this is getting a high ranking from you. So so it's funny that like you like you mentioned like that we should watch Super Crooks. And yeah. um, I at remember... Which point, I, uh, at which point? The six months uh, ago or, or recently? <laughs> It was probably six months ago, because, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, it's funny that you meant like you mentioned like us watching it like watching it for the podcast, you know. Because I was listening to another podcast, and when Jupiter's Legacy, the TV show, came out, the live action show, they it came out, and I think like a week after or something, it got canned and canceled. Like, so it only it, how many episodes did it have come out? It Not just had many? one. It had one season, one full season. That was it. Like okay, it, okay. it, it's a it's a decently like run comic. Like you, there's like uh like I don't know how many volumes of it or trade paperbacks, but it's like it ran for a good amount, a ch- good chunk of time, and yeah. it got canceled. And a show called Super Crooks, right when that got canceled, got greenlit. But it was yeah. a live action Super Crooks that got greenlit, so we're also getting a live action Super Crooks eventually. That's separate. Oh, that's cool. That is separate from this show. But oh, so I am. We're, we're gonna have to I, cover the live action too. But I'm curious, how much does this go with the comic book? Because the comic book's only like one volume. Yeah, I think at this time. Because Mark Millar has become, is it, Mark Millar can be a very polarizing individual when it comes to the comic book world. He wrote yeah. Kick Ass. He wrote Civil War. He wrote um, uh, what's that other one? He wrote this one called Nemesis. That's very very polarizing. He wrote Old Man Logan. He uh, wrote the Ultimates. Yeah. comics and then he did one other and i can't remember what it is oh he did jupiter's legacy obviously um but he's very polarizing he's he's very much known oh, we did wanted if you ever watched wanted the movie 
uh, the movie or uh, comic book of I Wanted. He did that, and then, uh, he, he like I said, he's he's very he could be very good or very bad in his writing style because he yeah. get he, he several things are in it are uh, ultra violent, uh, sometimes like misogyny and stuff, and uh, uh, he's very much edge lordy in his writing sometimes, especially mm-hmm. early early Mark Millar. And I was like, oh, God, where is this going to go? What is this going to land under when it comes to, like, Mark Millar stuff? Right. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. Because he's been known for recently. He, I think like a year or two ago, he signed a deal with Netflix to have a lot of his stuff become adaptations. So he wrote a, a lot. He's known for writing stuff and, like, getting it pitched or just writing stuff to potentially be a movie or a tv show type of thing yeah not necessarily cool. fin- not necessarily finishing it but he like will write like almost like a proof of concept type of thing and yeah. i kind of wondered if super crooks was almost like a proof of concept because after the first story arc i don't know if there's any more super crooks like stuff out there yeah so i wonder if he just wrote this one thing and like here go go turn it into a, an anime or, or, or a tv show you know right which i but, just looked it up so super crooks the heist only had yeah. four issues come out for it yeah so so it was, it was short it was very short run very short run yeah Oh, excuse me, but I uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah, that's kind of my 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 thing that I was I was doing a little bit of research uh, on it, and I was like, I was like, how, how do I remember the name Super Crooks? Like, it was in my head, but I didn't remember. I was like, oh, okay, this took the place of Jupiter's Legacy because Jupiter's Legacy flopped so hard. Yeah, <laughs> even though it got pushed like to the moon, I think with advertising and stuff. Yeah, that's you know? hilarious. Uh, but it, this is set in the world of Jupiter's legacy, and we do get a lot of references to it, especially in the first episode. Um, but do you want to start us off with the first, the first, the origin story of our main character? We'll talk about that. Yeah, we we have our main character, Johnny Bolt, which I just got to say, I love this name. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's very catchy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have him as a kid. And uh, we get this kind of weird scene uh, where yeah, I think he's he's watching um, he's watching TV and he's watching like the heroes debut and yeah. and all this other stuff like that. The and the, un- uh, the Union of Justice, they're called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh he's watching them, and his mom comes in and says he needs to turn off the TV. And it's time for bed. And he's like, it's it's like early. Well, she has a guy coming over. She she's she wants to get fucked. Yes. <laughs> um which uh this is kind of where Johnny starts realizing his powers. He gets mad and um the lights flicker and different things like that mm-hmm. and he starts yeah. kind of like, "Do I have superpowers?" I, yeah. I feel like this whole part right here of the origin story is really like Superman. Like, 
Do I have this? Can I shoot? Wolves? Um, I don't know if I would say Superman esque. I, I would I say Spider-Man. my bad. I would say because of the stress of the environment that he lives in, caused yeah. his superpowers to potentially activate. Yeah. Uh, because I think in the world of Jupiter's legacy, one of the parents has to have superpowers in order to pass down. Yeah, superpowers. I think they, it was. They bring that up too, uh, because he's sitting at lunch with his friend. And he goes, "Well, that bitch shouldn't give me superpowers." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which true. Which you know, I I really enjoy this part though, where he's kind of like flicking the the, the lights, lights on, on and off, off on the street, yeah. and yeah. he does it, and then he kind of has this part where his mom gets mad at him. And he gets oh, yeah. really pissed off and he starts doing she, it. He blows up she, the TV. She's like, turn off the light. Yeah. And he blows up the TV. Yeah. And and I think this is the funniest part. If you're going to watch the intro into any show, this is probably the best one. Because the mom's sitting there and you can tell that she's like on top of this guy. And you just hear him go, I already came. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. I I think I got such a tickle out of that because I was sitting there and I was like, "What? <laughs> no!" Yeah, because she she totally like wants to go down to Bone Town City like so hard with this guy, and he's like this big like biker looking dude. He has like a uh, uh like a yeah. mustache slash mullet combo going on. Like he's. He's like, oh, I just want to, you know, I don't know if they were like boyfriend, girlfriend or whatever, but like his mom is like it's, very it's much just a hookup. His mom was very much like not looking out for Johnny in this scenario. Like, that's true. He, you, you can tell that he definitely comes from like a, a bad home. I do. I do really want to know like who his parent is, though. Yeah, which we never ever yeah. get in this which I'm, I'm curious to see if that possibly happens in the the, the book or the, yeah. the comic which i i kind of want to check out yeah. to see how different it is from this or if it's if, if if it's different at all like the added add it to your comic collection probably yeah but probably. uh yeah i mean his mom this is the worst part about his mom and all of it like he doesn't like her um she doesn't like you him can, you can tell like when they're around there's always tension yeah and it's really funny because if he's around and she's trying to get something fixed the first thing is i don't have money for it but how about i pay you by favors you know but how i pay you by uh sucking your dick yeah i mean there is there's a lot of i think two or three guys is we see her kind of do that with all in the first episode and it's like what the fuck yeah yeah totally but, but I, I like the scene where he's flipping all the lights on and off and doesn't he end up like causing like a blackout yeah at, at, yeah he, right? he, their whole the whole town i think he ends up like blacking it out yeah but I, I like the uh, the scene next where we, we meet his friend. And I don't remember what his friend's name is. His friend only shows up at the beginning in this episode and then at the very, very end of the season or series. Um, right. But his friend's also... Right. And, and if you're not paying attention to it, you're going to miss that it's his friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. 
but he's his friend is also into the superhero stuff and he tells him about like Jupiter's the Jupiter legacy uh characters a little bit you get a little bit of that origin then there and then uh i like the part where they're trying to design his costume his his superhero costume which is yeah. like electro boy or electric boy or whatever his name is yeah. uh that's the superhero costume is funny and we kind of get the we well, we'll just go ahead and go to the crux of this episode where um he goes to the pool of all places to be like, I'm, I'm going to be a superhero and get this girl and this girl's going to like me because I'm a superhero and he's going to be defender of the town. And he, he kind of starts to learn how to fly a little bit. Yeah. He's trying he, to make his, his debut, but he never uses the flying ability at all. Other than this one episode, I think that's true. Like, he, like, makes this weird electric current around him or something like that. I don't exactly know what he does. But he he shows up in his costume, and his friend is videotaping him. And the girl kind of notices, oh, there's so-and-so over there videotaping this guy. And he's uh, Johnny's like, I'm Electric Kid, and I'm going to uh, protect the city. And the bully who has been bullying him this whole time, he's like, hey, that's Johnny Bolt. That's that's Johnny Bolt. He's in my class, and I thought this starts, scene starts harassing him. Starts harassing him. Stuff. I thought this scene, <laughs> this scene was really funny, where he loses uh, his 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 uh, fight and he falls into the pool. And I was like, up. Oh. He just like killed all those people. <laughs> Oh yeah, well the the series of events that happens out of it is pretty messed up too. Yeah. So you get you get where he falls in the pool and he like electrocutes everybody, and then you have that which I think it bounced over to one of the traffic lights. Yeah. Then you have like a semi that runs through the gas station and it explodes. Yeah. Then it keeps going and runs through the gate into the pool, where uh-huh. pigs fall out of it. <laughs> Into yeah. the pool and are electrocuted as well. True. So, True. I mean, <laughs> when you're really sitting there watching it, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, he literally, like... Because it was, it was just a lot of stuff to happen all at once. Yeah, he he literally fries, like, everybody. And I think he kills, like, half the pool. I'm not for sure, but he kills a lot of people in this one episode. On accident, but, you know... Yeah. It happened. Well, and he's I very. Mean, we do know that we do know that the bully dies. Yeah, the bully dies. Yeah, because I think he gets electrocuted face first in the pool. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty like gruesome. Like that's true. The, the, uh, that's one thing. Um, Millar is very known for his violence and his stuff. Right. Which and going off of this episode. I don't feel like there's very much that you would feel like would happen. Uh, but then as we go f- further into it, there is way more blood that comes out of the series. Yes. Yes. You're, you're definitely right about that. And then, so Johnny's like, Oh, I'm, I'm not a good superhero. Uh, and he accidentally like short circuits, like an ATM out and he gets money from that. And that's where he decides to become a villain. Yeah. And then we <clears throat> we jump 
we jump into the future where Johnny is in Supermax. Uh, he got caught and he's... We, we jumped like 10 years, right? <clears throat> yeah, I think it's 10 years. Yeah, because he's an adult. Yeah, he, he's, I think he's... he was... I think he was 16. Mm-hmm. 16 or whatever. It's either 16 or he was 15 and we jumped 15 years. Yeah, some, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we jumped to Supermax. Yeah, we jumped to Supermax and we find out that there's this this organization called the Network. And the Network are a bunch of supervillains who hire other supervillains to do jobs. And they the Supermax gets a cut, or the, the, the Network gets a cut of the villain's stuff. Like, they give yeah. them, like, all the plans and stuff. And if they Without get... getting their hands dirty. Yeah, without getting their hands dirty. And yet... They run this. Do they run this the Supermax prisons as well? No, they just donate to it. Okay, because it was it's a weird. The, it was a weird relationship. Those, the prison kind of looks the other way because of this, or society looks the other way. And <laughs> well, and they, that's the thing is they don't even bring that up. You yeah. know, if you're not a villain, you really don't know about it unless you you're a police officer or somebody in Supermax yeah um but they they bring up the whole aspect of okay well you have this and uh basically we still have to have somebody come in we have to take somebody in and that's kind of what the whole front is like they give low-rated villains a a job a career to go steal money and then most likely unless they're really good they end up going to Supermax and having to spend out their time there. And then the money that they would have gotten, they get give like 80% to uh, the organization. It's 30%. Which, oh, they give a, them 30%? Yeah, it's a 30% cut. Well, I would almost, and only because of the movie Polaris, where they send out like assassin teams to kill off assassins to get their... Uh, their retirement money basically I would almost say that the reason why they send all these guys to jail is to get a hundred percent payout that's possible that's probably probably how it works out honestly you know but um yeah I mean that's that's what we have which I I really enjoyed this part too because almost every crook or villain in this place and every uh police officer SWAT team Mm -hmm. guy or whatever is like Johnny's best friend. Yeah, Johnny I mean, knows them all. It's really weird. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah. Him going through and, hey, man, what's up? <laughs> yeah, like, how, how's the kids doing type of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Johnny Johnny gets out, and he he, he meets his, uh, his girlfriend, which I thought she was the girl from the first episode. Yeah. Uh, but it's not. It's somebody completely different. Her name's Casey. And uh, yeah. Casey is all over the intro for this show. Uh, most of the intro in this show is just her dancing. <laughs> right. And whatever that song is. Yeah, whatever that song is. The intro very much reminds me of a Cowboy Bebop-esque intro. Uh, 
you know, with the, the, the jazz and stuff, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, she, she uh, uh, she comes to pick him up and the first thing he gets is a, it's a good old you know handy. Intro, you know what the intro kind of reminds me of? What? Peacemaker. Uh, uh, I guess a little bit with, with people dancing and everything. Oh yeah, I get it. Yeah, I can see that. I got more bebop yeah. vibes from it, to be honest. Yeah, uh, just with the, like the music and stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, he gets a little little hand job in in the car, and he's talking about like going legit in, in her orange stuff. truck. In her orange truck. We forgot to I, mention that this is this takes place in like America. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. I I was I was so like thrown off because I was waiting for like in this show for like them to be like eating like Japanese food or like Japanese styled food and stuff like that. You know, uh, yeah. very much like Japanese influence, but they're still like in America. But no, they're just in America, like yeah, just chilling or doing stuff, you know. Like it, it was, I, it kind of just threw me off after that part. I don't know why I was just thrown off. I was like, like I, I, I guess I couldn't like grasp it because in my head I was like, okay, this is an anime made by Japanese people, but there's no Japanese influence in this show whatsoever right there's not even any japanese american superheroes true <laughs> true <laughs> so yeah anyways yeah but, so he gets out he gets out uh he's gonna have a little bit of sexy time with his uh girl casey oh oh boy yeah when we get home Oh yeah, when we get home, you know, you know the show there will be sexy time. Yes, and sexy time gets ruined by his three goofball supervillain friends who who show up and they want to party, which their names are Frostbite. Uh, I forget what the other two are. <laughs> Bad luck is. guy. Bad yeah, luck guy his, and his name starts with an M. I forget what his name is. It's like he reminded me of like a Doctor Strange bad luck type of person. And then we have Gimp Suit Tron guy, which he had a name. It's like Telecast or something. I don't remember what his name was. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, but <laughs> all he said was yeah. <laughs> Right. That's all he said. Uh, but yeah, they show up and they got one. They got a they got a job for Johnny, and they're gonna hit like ten, ten jewelry stores within like a span of like ten minutes. I think it was. Yeah, I, I think or something like they, that. And yeah, they were gonna spend a, a minute on each one, but um. Uh, Casey's not really into that. She doesn't want to do that because Casey only takes big jobs with big payouts. So she doesn't have to do it a lot because she's going for her MBA uh, to uh, have an actual life and, you know, retire and not have to be a super villain. Uh, 
So, but Johnny, Johnny's all about that quick score, I guess you could say. And, you know, he doesn't really listen to Casey and he, um, he goes out with the guys on their motorcycles, which I was like, right. why did Frost, why which, did, go ahead. That That is something that I want to bring up too, because, okay. uh, there is one of the bikes that looks like, hey, it's an old one, you know. Yeah. But everybody else has, like, these high-techy bikes. And I'm like, <laughs> where the hell did you get the money to buy that? Yeah, like, where was it, you know? Like, uh, everybody's going to know who you are. I mean, yeah. And then, like, one of them doesn't even drive a motorcycle. He just sits in the side cart. Yeah, which is funny. Yeah. (laughs) I like when they're... This whole scene is pretty funny. Uh, When they're trying... They're getting away from the cops and using their powers and stuff. And you're like, oh, yeah, we got this. And then a supervillain does show up. His name's Rubber Ball. Or Rubber Ball Man. Superhero. Superhero. Yeah, he's superhero. That's what I said. You said supervillain. Did I say supervillain? Okay. Super, super, superhero rubber ball, which is a guy who rolls up into a ball and like bounces and shit. And I was like, yeah. okay, is this where we're going with our our our, our, our superheroes? This is lame. Yeah, get this sh- but <clears throat> I do have to say that this does show us a good rendition of heroes in this world, though, because yeah. like I think. At one point, they bring up that he killed somebody or whatever because he bounced on him. Yeah, and and like he's the amount of of spin that he has and everything makes him basically like a mortar round when he hits the ground. Yeah, and so I mean he's going around, he's hitting cars, he's hitting buildings, he's doing all this. Like, and I really think that that's one of the things they might blame it on the villains. But the heroes are just as fucking reckless in this and are one step away from being super villains. I mean, people I are would like, say, let me take a picture with you. I, I would say some of the superheroes are. I don't know about most of them, but I know some of them are. Yeah, because this like, guy was, was shitty. Really shitty. Yeah, he, he was like a newer superhero, I think he was. And we find out that their superheroes are placed around the United States. And there's no real people where they are in. I think they were in like San Francisco. I think it was. Yeah, I, I think, think it was San Francisco. Yeah, and we get this really cool chase scene throughout the city, which I thought was cool. It was very well animated, but I could tell. I could tell when they would switch from CG to uh, like 2D animation. Like it was noticeable at points when they're all like riding on the motorcycles. Like you can tell, when, that. yeah, you can clearly tell when they're when they're uh, the characters are CG, or I could tell when they were the models were CG, and like the some of the buildings would go kind of CG a little bit at points. Uh, like it wasn't like smoothly blended in I, for me at that point, which it seemed like the some of the animation wasn't like up to like that standard at Studio Bones, I think has. Uh, but, um, this is, it was a, it was a pretty like drawn out, like chase scene. Like 
I think it goes into like the next episode as well. Yeah. At that point, right? Where we meet. I think it it goes in the next three episodes. I I can't remember. It kind of jumbled together. But we meet the the Praetorian who is a. Can we back up real quick? Okay. okay. I I have one complaint on this part. Okay. I thought it was really stupid that the one police officer. They kind of got us invested uh, in him, and then it was yeah. like, he's not, he didn't even matter. Yeah, I know, he didn't matter. He doesn't even no. fucking matter. And I was like, <laughs> is this going to be like, you know, a reoccurring guy that I'm going to be able to be like, oh man, you know, because it kind of made me feel like how this guy was talking, that it was almost like the detective in Loop on the Third. Oh, um, like, uh, like Zenigata? Yeah, like he's going to be a reoccurring character. And then it was like he crashed his car and that was it. Oh, I spilled my fucking yeah, donut. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what kind of bullshit is this? Because he was like, oh, we don't need those superheroes. We we got yeah, this. I mean, I mean, they highly made you feel like you were like, this guy's going to stick around for a while. You could invest your time in him. And then they just pulled him out like. No, yeah, he's, yeah. he's like, we're, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good, you know. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> we meet the the Praetorian who they said he was from ancient Rome or, or Greece, was it? Yeah. And he came to the presence and he has over 200 superpowers and he doesn't know what superpower he's going to get. Unless he pulls from like a deck of cards or something, so he has like a superpower a day. Is that yeah. that what I was gathering? This yeah. guy, this motherfucker, sounds like if you took a um, if a, if like a, a child created a superhero and was like he has That's every true. power, he has every power. Every power he can only use them once, yeah, like once once a day or something, you know. But I thought this scene was pretty crazy when he shows up. I thought he was kind of a ridiculous superhero, yeah. But I liked seeing him his very much like a, a ruthless superhero, and he like fucking goes to town on them and like doesn't hold back well i also feel like his deck was stacked a little bit yeah <laughs> because because how did he get the four of them and he's like i'm gonna draw this card and oh well it makes me multi like a, a multiple man and so then he and then, and creates then each like three my, other versions and then like each of my duplicates has their own superpower <laughs> yeah each one of them gets to draw a card, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" But I want to say, I want to say, my one critique, and it kind of bugged me, was his outfit. He oh, only God, had was... one. He only had one knee pad on. I was like, "Why does he only need one knee pad?" <laughs> That's true. That <laughs> is very true. Uh, I, I just, I was like. That's just very much throwing me off right now. Uh, <laughs> I was like, he's, what hap- What if his other knee gets hurt? Right. I mean, and he is very much a, a weird superhero. 
Uh, yes. Like you said, with with him drawing the cards and everything else like that, uh, I mean, he just he's just a really weird guy. Yeah. And and how it turns out, you know, <clears throat> but it was really yeah. weird how he got he got all this set of powers and whatnot to uh, be able to defeat them. Although, course, like, I, I have to say, when we get to the end of this fight, which is, uh, it's a crazy fight, and they're they're like not Johnny and the guys aren't doing their best whatsoever. Like, they're I thought I thought I honestly thought they killed off the other three. He killed off the other three guys. Yeah, that's what no, I he thought. He was getting happened. ready. He was getting ready to. I I I, I thought he like killed them. Um. We get this part where he, uh, the Praetorian's like, "Yeah, uh, I'll let you go this time." You know, uh, every like kind of like everybody gets one, and I was like, "What? This is odd." And I was like, "Oh, I was like, what? Well, What's going?" Can we can we talk about his fight with Bad Luck guy? I mean, oh yes, <laughs> I mean his fight with all of them was pretty pretty funny, but yeah. the. I think the real him went after Johnny because that was the only one that didn't have any other powers. But that's another thing is he kind of already had like a super strength ability with him already Mm -hmm. because he was a little stronger than your average human being. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Stronger, faster. Yeah. Type of thing. And that wasn't, that wasn't anything he had to get all the cards, you know? So uh, he kind of did already have like built in superpowers and stuff. But just how the lineup of powers like happened, uh, the one that didn't have any went after Johnny, um, the one that could reflect powers back on their user, which he yeah. went after the bad luck guy, which I love that part. We see fish falling out of the sky and, he gets, and the guy he gets, kinda, he gets attacked by a shark. Yeah. He's sitting there and he's like, and you see it on his face. He goes, Oh and then he looks up and there's this shark although i do like i do like when the bad luck guy like would use his powers i thought yeah. that was pretty fun to see like what yeah. would happen you know yeah uh, yeah. yeah uh but uh, uh the, then the, the, the ice guy he had fire powers right i think so yeah i i, I can't powers. remember what powers he had when he fought telecom or whatever his name is uh, I don't remember. Maybe I don't remember what his power speed. Maybe he's like super remember. speed. I can't remember. I, I don't remember. <clears throat> but yeah, he, but we, uh, we found out that Casey had influenced his decision making because supposedly can, he didn't let anybody go. Yeah, she can control people's minds and uh, put or illusions put into their there. heads. Yeah, yeah. So which I thought was really funny because it came out of nowhere. Because yeah. we weren't given, we weren't given any, like, uh, like any hints that she had superpowers. Uh, before this, yeah, I think so. We had one. Did we? Yeah, we had one where all the guys are having the party and whatnot. And she goes, "You guys are drunk, right?" And then everybody just instantly. Woo! Oh, okay. I and she gets she that. pushes she pushes them out of the door because they go from they're like no let's <laughs> let's get another case of beer I mean we could go all night long and she just puts it into all three of their heads like y'all are already drunk and they get I that little red that they get the little red line across their faces that yeah. like you're drunk 
Yeah. So it was that that's the, the first time we see her use her power. The the Praetorian lets them go only because Casey like mind controls him, basically. Yeah. And lets him go and <laughs> they, they they leave. And then we get this part where the Praetorian goes back to the base for the Union of Justice and the maid is trying to like fucking hit on him or like the help is. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And he's like, I don't know what happened. Uh, he's kind of really confused about that. And then, you know, kind of goes about his day or whatever, you know. And this is where we get Casey talking to Johnny about a, a big score and how she, want, he, she wants to go to her mentor who is called The Heat. And the Heat has this big plan. He's this old-timey supervillain who doesn't have superpowers. He just has, like, these cool heat guns, which are really cool. Yeah. And we move on from that. We we go to uh, meet the Heat, talk to him. They they get a team together for one big heist. And we meet uh, several uh, characters in this. We meet the Ghost, who is... Very much like a, a Shadow Cat Kitty Pride, where he can go through walls and stuff like that. We meet the Diesel Brothers, who are who have healing factor and possibly have somewhat super strength, or one of them has super strength. It was hard to tell. Um, then we, who else is in this? I'm I don't know. To remember. I I don't know if they had super strength. I think it was just the fact of they knew that they couldn't really be hurt. So maybe they could go full salvo and and throw cars and stuff just because it was like, hey, I think I think it was them. And then the other two show up later. The other two, um, the other two guys show up later. And so what their job is, they want to they're going to break out uh, a prisoner who is T.K. McCabe, who Johnny knows who T.K. is. um, And they go to. Supermax together before. Yeah, they were in Supermax together. And TK McCabe gets busted by a superhero called the Gladiator, who uh who was on a vacation in like Florida, I think, while TK was there. And TK was trying to steal a car. He gets caught. And this is probably one of the coolest scenes in I thought one of the coolest scenes in the the um anime when they go attack the plane. Yeah. Where, where where TK is on because they're transporting him to Supermax. And we have the Gladiator who is kind of like a Gladiator Captain America is the best way I could describe him. But with no shield. Uh, uh, I Well, he's got super strength and is basically indomitable. But I mean, feel like there's another... Yeah, I feel like there's a, another character that we've watched that is pretty close to this character. At Who? least how he acts and everything. Who? It's, it's it's another show we've covered. What? You know, well, let's just say this. When they make a live action, if John, is, John Cena ain't playing the Gladiator, I don't want it. Uh, <laughs> well, that'll be interesting. Because he is, he is very much... <laughs> Very much like, uh, uh, like Peacemaker. The I, whole I time I watched this, the whole time I watched this, I was like, "Is that fucking Peacemaker?" 
But there's this part where he, they're going to go transport TK, and he like does like a back. Uh, Gladiator does like a backflip and fucking sits on top of the plane while the plane is like yeah. going. Well, like, the the guy tells him he goes, "We got your seat right here, sir." And he goes, no, I have my own seat. And then he does what you're talking about. Yeah. He does what you're talking about, like fucking straddles the plane. Yeah. And I love this scene where they're they're going in to try to get TK. And the Diesel brothers uh, come out of the plane. (laughs) One of them just gets fucking, uh, like, ripped to shreds by the propellers. And I like when we have Roddy Diesel, which is, he's the bigger guy. Uh, he shows up. He has this briefcase with him. I was like, "What's he gonna do with that briefcase?" And the briefcase turns into a fucking like giant spiked hammer. And I was like, yeah. "Oh, that's fucking cool." And he just like fucking like starts fighting the gladiator, which I thought this fight was really fucking cool. Whenever, yes. whenever, whenever the Diesel brothers showed up, and because you know they can regrow their their body parts and stuff, they started. He started using his body parts to fight. Um the gladiator he would like beat yeah. him with them and stuff and i, I thought that was fucking like the, the fight was very very well animated i will say that because they were on top yeah. of a plane and he was swinging with like a whip and stuff all around the plane and it was a very very intense scene because they kept having to change their plan on the fly because they couldn't get tk out of the plane uh yeah but they 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 end up getting him out of the plane, uh, and uh, they go to I can't remember, I think they go somewhere I don't remember where they go exactly after this but they after, go to like a <clears throat> after TK shows up they they go to get the last member yeah who is forecast who can change the weather they go to like a sky bar or something. Yeah, it's like a yeah, it's like a bar and I got a skyscraper. And like, where are we gonna go? And they're like, We're gonna attack the Union of Justice and steal a specific helmet from a for a guy, which his name was like or- Orlock, I think his name was. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what his what his name was. Uh I think that's what his name was. It was like Orlock, Count Orlock or something. And he has a yeah. special like it was, it was he was almost like a Doctor Fate type of character, where he had like, he a, like a, the magical helmet, and yeah. he, we find out that him, Orlock, Heat, and the Bastard ran a super group together, and the uh, the uh, what are they called? The the Crooks. Uh, they're like freaking out because uh, I forget what his name is. They called him something. Was it Mastermind or he like Red Minds? Yeah, I think that's what the guy's name was. He's supposed to be at the Union Justice Tower and he could read minds for miles. And they're freaking out because they don't want him to yeah. figure it out. He can, they're like, uh, he can read minds for 30 <clears throat> miles. Yeah. I think is what it is. And the only reason they were at the bar that day was because he was in like Australia or something doing a peace conference yeah and they're gonna go steal this helmet they have a plan to steal the helmets uh they're they're all they they kind of go back and forth on whether or not they're in or in in or out you know uh they go to steal the helmets 
the plan goes awry because they go into the vault and then the everything in the vault is fake. And like, oh, we have a second vault. <laughs> a second yes. vault that houses all is- of our our actual stuff. This is where the Praetorian's like, I'm just going to tell all of our information. Yeah, I'm going to tell our information. And then there's this let part where he's... Let me fight you again. Yeah, let me fight, because the Praetorian shows up. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's one thing I didn't like, is the Praetorian always shows up to be, like, the bad guy in this. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Even though he's a, a hero? Essentially the bad guy, but he, he is technically a hero. You know, right? Which, like I said earlier, I mean, this is like one of those shows where, even though very much we're like dealing with characters that are supposed to be villains, they act more like heroes than the heroes do. They're very, they're very much like likable. Like yeah. later on, later on, we get um, in the in the episode in the in the season, they mention that they don't kill people. Like the right. the villains don't kill people, I didn't know that throughout the entire show. <laughs> like right. I was like, oh, that's the one rule that they live by is they don't kill people, you right. know. <clears throat> but which I like what was going on with this because we do have where the zombie guy comes back or supposedly comes back, and oh, it's like a zombie outbreak. Yeah, 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 in, and like... then it's like a zombie outbreak. <laughs> Yeah, they're, a they're, shopping mall. I think they're in like Pittsburgh. I think but so. But it's really it's really just TK moving all the the bo- the dead bodies. Yeah, TK and Forecast. To get um to get the Union of Justice out of the the tower. Which I mean, I thought this scene was very well animated, but I didn't think we really needed to see the Jupiter legacy characters. Yeah. Like, I don't care about them. Like, I didn't think we needed yeah. them. You could have just said, Hey, Oh, they're off doing something at this moment. Yeah. You know, I didn't think we needed to, maybe, maybe there was like a deal that was cut with that, that they had maybe. Them, like seen in it. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, but I thought this one scene, this one scene was pretty funny. Where they uh, forecast and TK are like sitting on top of a building, watching this happen, watching the zombie, the supposed zombie outbreak happen, and then the gladiator shows up right in front of him. He's like, "Citizens, uh, you shouldn't be around here. This is very dangerous." And like TK like freaks out, kind of. He's like, "Oh yeah, shit!" Yeah, because that's that's oh, who shit. caught him before. Yeah, like oh shit, oh no! <laughs> but the gladiator yeah. doesn't remember him, <laughs> right? I thought that gag was pretty funny. That was funny, but yeah, their their heist goes terribly wrong. And well, and the other thing I couldn't tell on this one part was: did he really get the necromancer dug up and alive, or was TK really controlling all of these guys? He was, he was, he was, he was controlling all of them. Okay. He, yeah, because uh, there's a point where they're fight where the, the, what's his name? Oh, God. Utopian and Necromancer are, are supposedly fighting because they're, they're like enemies. 
they're like sworn yeah. enemies or he's like one of the the, the uh, utopians like bad guys um they mentioned and once what which will lead into this so ghost gets the helmet and they're barely surviving praetorian's attack at this point praetorian has killed several people because he gets laser eyes and they 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 like teleport out when they teleport out in pittsburgh uh tk and uh forecast does he get laser, does he get laser eyes in this yes he, I gets, he had the water powers he, he gets water powers and he gets laser eyes because he starts killing people who are just bystanders with the laser eyes. He like cuts them up, up and stuff at this point. Okay. Yeah. And cause there's somebody filming him and, and I he think, like, I think that's, this is one of the things that threw me off whenever, cause he's only supposed to have one power a day. I think he like draws from the deck or something. He like, he draws two cards instead of one. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, I got water powers. This is a, uh, this is a, uh, a low level power and he's like oh i got laser eyes now and so when after ghost gets the helmet which the the, the magical word to activate the helmet is super califragilistic expialidocious right. <laughs> which i thought was funny as fuck <laughs> yes uh so when tk and forecast leave the the um utopian is still fighting and you can see him you can see the the zombies kind of go a little limp so he was controlling all the zombies like moving their bodies and stuff yeah limp yeah like you can see like it's it's in the fight you can see it like he like he just stops fighting yeah yeah i mean that was a cool it was a cool fight but like I just thought it was kind of not needed. Like you could have maybe done something else. I don't know. Who knows? You know. Yeah, I mean it was just some grandiose thing to get the Union of Justice or whatever away from their tower. So yeah, yeah. And so they end up going to or Count Orlog's place, which is in like Romania. They're celebrating. They got the helmet. And then they get double crossed. Uh, the bastard and the Praetorian are working together. They take the helmet and like basically like leave. Basically, yeah. Uh, Which again, this is another part I felt like was wasted because we kept having this weird scene where it's kind of like we're seeing the characters down from the roof or from the ceiling. And then later yeah. on, we find out that it was Count Orlock, and he comes down, he kind of surprises everybody, and the bastard just automatically... Yeah, because he hates surprises. Yeah, so I was and, like, and Orlock, well, that was a waste. Or- Orlock is like a trickster. He's like a, he's like, he's like a jokester, a trickster kind of person. Yeah. Like, he likes playing jokes on people and stuff, and like scaring them, you know? Yeah, and uh, I think the only reason why he's able to do that is because he didn't have his helmet yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, but after that is when we jump five years into the future, right? Yeah, I believe so. And Johnny, Johnny and Casey aren't together. No, they are together. No, they go to... No, sorry. They So everybody, like... No, so everybody... Like, kind of goes their separate ways, 
And Johnny and Casey are going to get married because Johnny proposes to Casey. And he decides to have a bachelor party with his friends and goes on a, a crime spree, gets locked up. And then we get yeah. the five-year jump. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so we have, we have a five-year jump. Uh, we find out that Carmine, who is the Heat, is at a casino run by the salamander because the salamander was a person who helped out the bastard the bastard has retired yeah and he's basically trying to trick the casino into getting a bunch of money he now owes the salamander like a hundred million dollars i think it is he has to get a hundred million dollars in like a uh, 30 days and he goes to Casey and Johnny. Johnny gets out and goes to see Casey. And Casey's life is kind of falling apart uh, after what happened. Uh, right. With <clears throat> Johnny leaving, uh, she gets sexually harassed by her uh, professor at school. Excuse me. Um, Accidentally uses her power on him. Yeah, stuff like that, you know. Gets expelled, so she's working at a diner. Uh, Carmine, the Heat, shows up and he's like, oh, I need your help. So Johnny goes to try to get the crew together for for one official last score. Yeah. And so uh, he goes to get the... Everybody is back on board and whatnot, and we get another new member to the Super Crooks, which I thought this part was fucking hilarious. When they go, so we're like, oh, yeah, we got to get one more person. And so Johnny is, like, on a date. And I'm like, what's going on here? Who's this guy? And Johnny is pretending to be into dudes. And we meet this guy who is cheating on his husband. Turns out it's the gladiator. And they blackmail the gladiator into helping them come on and help and basically stealing all this stuff from the bastard. Yes. I thought that was I thought that was like fucking like I that, I did not expect that to happen. Like I was like what the fuck? Like what the fuck is going? On? Oh yeah. I was like I mean, it is oh. it's fucking amazing. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, cuz everybody else every, nobody else knew about this, but Johnny knew about it. Like right. somehow Johnny got information in Supermax that the gladiator was cheating on his husband, uh, hooking up with other dudes and stuff like that. And he's, he, Which, uh, he, pre- this does Go become ahead. more pre- prevalent that we do know that the gladiator is a gay guy. Yeah. And so yeah. this is kind of a, a big thing because we also have the infidelity and other stuff, which kind of plays into how our ending for the gladiator happens. Yes. Uh, in which everybody else is shocked about this. Like, they're like, what? I think just like the audience is shocked that uh, all this is happening. So yeah. they go they go to the islands. They, they uh, Casey and one of the Diesel brothers, Roddy, uh, goes as like uh, scientists. And they, they want to build a time traveling machine. So they kind of distract the um, 
the bastard into to, to this plan while the others are trying to get into the facility itself, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Do you want to take this part? Where are they getting to the facility? Yeah. Um... They get in there, and the gladiator is fighting the Praetorian. Which, do you remember what power he had at this point? Uh, I don't remember what power he had, but they 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 all get new costumes, which is pretty cool as well. Yeah. Which, and... the other weird thing is how the Praetorian kind of brings up that he knew the gladiator was gay. Did he? Yeah. Because he said something, and they're like really close up to each other, and the Praetorian says something to him. And it really oh, gets he the says, gladiator pissed off. So, so the Praetorian turns out has been working on both sides, and like everybody else finds out about this, uh, like all the, like the the normal people find out about this, and then we have that fight with the Praetorian and Gladiator, and, he, and the Praetorian doesn't know who 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 he is because he's wearing a different costume. He's like, I'm a real fucking hero, and he takes off his mask. That's when he finds out it's the Gladiator. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we get this cool scene where they're trying to like um, deactivate the the superpower suppression thing, which is pretty cool. But that whole yeah. ordeal with the ninjas and all that because they 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 don't have their superpowers, and that one's really intense. I love the scene where we're kind of jumping around in this last point where they have they're going down a hallway. And the, the hallway is guarded by this thing called like the chainsaw laser or something. And yeah. the the Diesel brothers are racing to see who can regenerate fast enough and hit the button. Yeah. I thought this was one of the most fun scenes in this movie. Oh in this my show. god, it was. It was. In the show. <laughs> and you just hear him laugh in the hallway. Ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I got this one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But it's funny because you keep seeing them, like, regrow, and they're losing more and more clothes as they go on. Like, are they going to be fucking naked as we get to the end of this? Um, But there's this one part where, at one point, Rod Diesel has two heads growing out of him. He has, like, a separate head. And I'm like, oh. And then, like, that, do they just cut? I don't know what happens to it, but, like, He's no that second part of him's not there anymore, like the yeah. second head, which is funny. Um, it very much uh, reminds me of like the laser hallway from like Resident Evil, the movie. That's true. You ever seen? Yeah, but that was yeah. funny. That was a. That was a, every time. Every time they came on screen, they were always fun to see because the regenerative power was very well animated. Well. And I really liked where him and Casey dressed up as like uh, a doctor and somebody trying to get money paid towards them for yeah. something. Yeah, it was for the that time was, machine. That was hilarious. Yeah, it was for he was for the time up. machine, and then it and then it turns out he is actually like college graduate, and like he went to Princeton or Harvard, and he and yeah. it, those the time machine plans were actually his. Yes. We find that out later. So he was actually like really, really smart. Which I was like, oh, I, I didn't expect that, but okay, yeah. Uh but we get this scene where, you know, they're all fighting and trying to get this 
suitcase, which is like uh, a suitcase, and it's like oh, like a sort of like an infinite bag of holding where he just keeps putting stuff in it, like money in it. Yeah, yeah. He like open it up, and it's like like looks like Scrooge McDuck's uh, money bin, you know. Yeah, his his money safe, but it's a briefcase, and they get the briefcase, and we find out that. Uh, the bastard and Praetorian captured Casey because she's like, I already did my half part of this job. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm leaving. When she puts in his head, like, she, um, when we find out later, she it's all an illusion. But he's holding her hostage. And I, don't, yeah. I didn't like the pervy guy. The pervy butler guy was fucking creeping me out. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, my God. Man. But yeah, I mean, we just we knew that it was kind of a a situation thing with that because he was like, "Oh, you know, I always get the bastard scraps," and you're like, "Yeah, the fuck, yeah, that was fucking weird." But I like what happens to where uh, the bastard's talking to what you think is Casey. But it's actually the, the creepy guy tied up in the chair. And he, like, yeah. blows up her head. But he blows up the guy's head. And I'm like, did he just actually kill her? I'm like, oh, wait. No, he didn't kill Casey. You can't kill Casey. And right. Which I thought was pretty crazy. Like, how did... Like, what? Uh, I was like, how did they pull that off? Like, how did she pull that off? Because it's not like... he She, like... Mind controls him like right when she sees him. Right, I think it was. <clears throat> but they get away because she put him in like a hole or something too, right? He was in. I know she she had him go to the shrine. Yeah, the cave. It was a cave. Yeah, yeah, His yeah. Meditation cave. Yeah. So they uh, they get out, and uh... although I do have to say, even though it was a little fucked up, I did like this part. Where the monk's standing there after he comes back to reality. Oh, and, and he fucking uh, kills him. And he's like, just like blows his head up. Because he, he's like, I'm trying to be a better person. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just funny. Yeah. Because yeah. that's why he goes to the island. He, he tells you, like, he's trying not to be the bastard anymore. He's trying not to use his powers and... All that other stuff, you know, he's trying to live a, a much better life, and it it goes weird. Yeah, yeah, no, it does, it does. Uh, but they get away; they all split the money. Um, Gladiator ends up telling his his superhero husband that he's been cheating on him, which makes him a better person and strengthens their relationships. Yeah, the relationship that they have together, which is weird. Uh. And uh, what ha- what else happens? Uh, so yeah, Rod- Roddy, the, the bastard takes back over. <clears throat> yeah, the bastard takes back over. And uh, I think he kills the salamander off. He does kill the salamander off. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and like everybody kind of goes their separate ways. Johnny and Casey end up possibly getting married for real this time, and f- actually becoming does Johnny become an like an actual superhero 
at the end of uh, it? I don't think so. I think they just retired. Okay, because I I got I was under like the impression that he might have become a superhero. Uh, After because he sends he sends like the book to his friend who's a who's a who's a reporter. He's a newspaper yeah. reporter, and he's like, "Oh my god, you know it, you know I they yeah, they were you know they were wearing the costume and stuff." So that's why I thought you know, he might have been a superhero. I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> but everybody kind of goes their own ways uh, and does their own thing. And that's kind of how our show ends. You know? Yeah. Um, Which, but what? Go ahead. I thought it was, it was pretty good how everything was kind of tied up with a bow. Yeah, it, it wraps everything up nice and neat. Like, I don't think there's going to be another season of this. Probably even, not. Even though it says season one, I don't think we're going to get more of Super Crooks. Unless he makes more Super Crooks comic books. This is true. But, you know, because you know, everything but, everything ends, you know, there's a, it's a, there's no open-endedness to this. Yeah. And I, I really think though, um, uh, well, what people didn't know if you don't watch you don't see it is that all the suits and costumes and stuff they had were actually related to a picture that was yeah that was in the salamander's office of somebody from or heroes and villains or somebody from the past yeah so it was funny i guess yeah 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 so what did what did you think of this overall I I really enjoyed it. Uh-huh. Um, I I think it was very well done. Um, I like how, even though we only had thirteen episodes, that it kind of seemed like nothing was lost in translation or whatever. Because mm-hmm. even though we had like these three big kind of heisty parts or three or four big heisty parts, mm-hmm. that they were all kind of like done set up. And, and went in a good way. Um, that's really about it. I feel like the only other problem that I would say that I would have with it is um, the Heat put his name on everything, and I was so confused how Uh-oh. nobody knew. That was fucking funny. Nobody knew who he was or where it, he was. It was, like, it, was, it was like the Heat cleaners, the Heat hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, everything said the heat on it. And I'm like, the heat. if that's if that's not like a red flag to be like, hey, buddy, this is me over here. You know? I think I think people just forgot about him because he yeah. was an older villain. Because uh, even Johnny didn't know about him, right? Which was weird because they were like, well, right when people start forgetting about him, then he comes back. Yeah, and then he, and he leaves and comes back. You know. Uh, and stuff like that. Um, so I did enjoy this show, uh, which is surprising because I don't like a lot of Mark Millar's stuff. Yeah. The only one that I really have loved or liked, I liked the original Kick-Ass books, the original yeah. Kick-Ass book, and I liked uh, Old Man Logan. Other than that, like I don't really care for Mark Millar that much. Yeah. Uh but I thought this was very well done. It does make me want to check out the the comic book that it's based on. Uh, I like that we got a like 
an adult anime, you know, yeah. like, uh, and I liked, I kind of liked that we didn't fall on like a lot of the anime tropes and gags that we would normally get. It was, it was, it was very much a nice refresher uh, to see that, hey, you can adapt something that's not a manga, you know, and, and have it like succeed and become popular. Uh, yes. And it, it's, it's very much an anime that does not pull its punches when it comes to the violence and stuff and stuff like that. Because we didn't even like reference the stuff where there was like the whole like the white supremacist stuff towards the beginning of the the book with like ghosts and stuff like that and like it is very you know you know there are some questionable things in here uh with the whole mark with mark millar and stuff what he does but i don't think it takes away from uh the story itself uh it it is very much an adult title it's this is not for kids whatsoever (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my my, my yeah. kid would come in and I would have to pause it. I'm like, oh, oh, oh I, I gotta pause it because <laughs> I was watching it over the week. Over the week, you know, I'll, I'll watch a little bit here and there, here and there. I, I there were points. I I thought I did not like the Praetorian at all. I kind of wish there were more superheroes that they would fought. They only really fought two superheroes. In, in this really or yeah. no three technically but I thought it was a a really well, nice I think I think Johnny and his crew fought more guys but with the the heat team there was only one that they fought yeah but um I thought it was have, like we had some C like D and C ranked yeah heroes yeah. that I mean they had that big the, the... giant guy oh yeah I forgot about that guy <laughs> I, totally I mean, because they send in like three or four of them, but the rubber ball man is like a B rank, you know. Yeah, I everybody else is huge, a D or C. I forgot about the huge gargantuan guy that they fought. Yeah. Um, but I, I felt like it was a very solid adaptation. I would like to see more uh, American comic books adapted into anime because it seemed to. Because I've seen like pictures of. Like the comic books, and it seemed the the character design seems a little close to the comic book. Yeah. Um, in that aspect, you know, it's not like drastically changed, and is in like a, a traditional anime style, I guess you could say. Like nobody really has like crazy hair and stuff like that, or like uh, everybody seems like to be like normal looking characters. You know, they all right. have distinct looks, distinct powers. Stuff like that. Um, I thought the anime was very well paced. Uh, like, you know, we have our beginning, middle, and end. Uh, I didn't feel like there was a lot of fat or filler in this show at yeah. all. At, at, at all. I did not feel like that. This um, is true. I liked, I thought the voice acting was actually very well done. Uh, the dub is pretty good. Uh, yeah. I, I like the dub, you know. The jokes were funny. I had sub, I had subtitles on, and I, I wanted to see like what if the subtitles like matched the the dub, and they sometimes they didn't, sometimes they did, you know. That <laughs> was just fun to yeah. to see. Um, but yeah, all all in all, I had a fun time with this show. 
a surprisingly fun time with this show. So what would you uh, rate it out of out of five? Out of five? I would give it a five. <laughs> okay. Like I had a fun time with this show. I, I had a fun That's time with good. it. That's good. That's <laughs> good. Yeah, like this would probably be a show that I would probably show somebody who didn't know anything about anime. Because it's so yeah. much base just like Cowboy Bebop, how it's more based on like like Western stuff, like you yeah. know, movies and stuff like that. I, I feel like this could po- possibly I'm not saying it will, but possibly get more people to watch anime because it is it is set in America for the most part, other than the ending where they go yeah. to Japan. Uh, or they go to an island off of Japan. Right. You know, it, it's definitely one people can get into. I mean, it's about superheroes and bad guys. Honestly, you know, what's more yeah. American than superheroes and bad guys and villains, you know? That's uh, true. Uh, you know, it's not bad. Uh, if, if, if they got a second season, I would be highly surprised if they did. Because uh, I remember when this, sh- when this show showed up, people were talking about it and it became really popular. And now it's kind of like, I don't hear people talking about it. So I wonder if it was just a flash in the pan or if it just, I don't know, you know, you know, one of those ones that showed up and died off or if it's still like low key, like popular. I'm curious about that. Uh, Exactly. You know, you know what? I bet uh, low key it'll come back and uh, we'll make it popular. Who knows? Who knows? But I did. I I did enjoy this this series, I guess you could call it. Because, uh, I don't know. We don't know if we're getting another one. You know? Yeah. Because Jin, yeah. Jin gets another one in the basket. Mike likes. Uh, I mean, Darwin's game was okay. I wouldn't say I necessarily liked it. Hey, buddy, you gave it a passing you, score. You <laughs> chose, you chose Bubble, and I hated Bubble. Hey, buddy, I brought uh, up Bubble, and it was just because of the hype. So, <laughs> Bubble sucked. I know. I gave Bubble a lower score than you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you rate this? Um, I would, I would say probably a 4.9. Why a 4.9? Uh, I still had a feeling like there was something missing, but that okay. that's it. Like there that's wasn't, there, and it isn't, and there wasn't really probably like what you said. Like I would have preferred there to be like more superhero fights. Although if we did that, I feel like possibly, uh, it might drag out the show and it might, it might've made it worse. I don't know. Right. Who knows? Cause it was definitely a show that I wouldn't want to drag out. That's true. <clears throat> Cause I hate it when shows get dragged out. You know, I, I hate that when that happens. Cause you can tell like, you know, you start to lose momentum and stuff like that. But let me ask you this because of this show, would you go check out the Jupiter legacy stuff? Like the comics and the in the in the show, yeah. Like, would you go like pick up the comic book and read it? 
Um, I might watch the show. I don't know if I would really pick up the comics for Jupiter. I'd probably pick up the one comic for Super Crooks. Okay. Just to just to see if there were any differences. So even though Jupiter's legacy isn't a full story, like the TV show isn't a full story. Yeah, I mean, just back context for the Utopian and stuff like that. Yeah. So you wouldn't want to cover the comic book for the podcast? Not if it's going to be the same. <laughs> I meant Jupiter's leg. I meant Jupiter's legacy. Oh, probably not. I think you might like it. Probably not. I feel like I would have more fun with like the boys are invincible over, uh, over Jupiter, just from what we saw off of this one with utopian and things like that. Like probably the only fight I would really be interested in is what, what power could the necromancer bring into it? If he was really alive. Okay. But, All right. Well, yeah, this is a fun episode. Yeah, yeah. So fun. Uh, we hope that you guys will check it out. Check this episode out. Let us know. Yeah. Oh wait, oh. I forgot. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, pause it for a second. All right. So we have a couple of five-star reviews uh, and we're going to shout them out right now. And thank you for leaving and listening to our podcast. You can uh, leave a review on Apple or Spotify or uh, Audible. We got one is Evo Dio. Uh, He said, good insight. I recently uh, started reading light novels. This podcast has encouraged me to read more mangas. So thank you, Evo Dio, for that one. And we have Kikui99. I hope I pronounced that properly. It says fantastic, <laughs> fabulous, fantastic, fanorific. Uh, thank you for that as well. Then we have uh, Mr. Apollo Lu- Lewis. Uh, said best podcast in the world. He rated us five stars. Then we have this one. Uh, this one's from you. <laughs> Whatever. Jen Graves rates the podcast five stars. Nerd podcast. This podcast is great. It's a great starting out podcast by two friends. I can't wait to hear more of the topics they talk about. I had a fun time listening. <laughs> so thank you to all the people who left us five-star reviews. Uh, if you want to leave us questions or ask us something in those five-star reviews, you know, you can. Uh, it, it really helps us grow our podcast and reach out to more people. Rate and review us on Apple uh, Podcasts, Spotify, you know, wherever you leave your uh, – mostly on Apple and Spotify, really. Uh, but thank you. It really helps us out in the long run grow grow our podcast we want to get into the top 100 of the uh, podcasters the podcasters you know that's true that's true if and you have maybe a, one you have a question we'll or, or concern or you want to talk to us you can dm us on our instagram at otakuology podcast or on our twitter otakuology podcast if you want to leave us email you can do so at otakuology podcast at gmail.com all one word 
give leave us a suggestion, whatever. Just want to chit chat. Most definitely come and check us out, you know. Uh, but yeah. thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Have yeah, a fun time. See you next Tuesday. Bye.